Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Doing pretty good, Jeff. How about you? I'm doing well, my friend. I feel like I should say welcome back, but I mean, we, we in the podcast world, we haven't gone anywhere. Time is, is, is what it does. irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I want to go ahead and give a quick shout out and thank you to Sean Levy for uh, joining us for our, our special episode. That was really, it was very informative and a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, really appreciate his, him taking his time out to join us for that great episode. And my friend, happy podcast anniversary, which recently passed. I guess I should say, which we recently celebrated on the 8th. So July 8th, four years, well, three years. We're now first episode in our fourth year. There we go. Going through the fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth be with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, my goodness. Well, I had family and I went back to Missouri for vacation for the week and uh, got back Saturday and had, got to see my mom, my 95 year old grandmother, still kicking, still rolling. And walk. I mean, the walker, but I mean, yeah. still, uh, she's still doing okay. And, you know, I got to see my brother, his wife, my nieces, and the kid, you know, my kids got to play with their, with their cousins and had a great time. Yeah. You know, did a couple of Missouri things, which went to Branson, aka, you know, the, the OG Gatlinburg slash Pigeon Forge. Branson was that before it was a thing but yeah we did the little theme park down there and did the Titanic Museum which was pretty interesting but I mean it's not something I would have put on top of my list but I know my nieces you know my nieces apparently really wanted to go so we went and yeah they had a great everybody had a great time But, um, yeah, um, baseball game, got to see a couple of my friends, not all of them, because, you know, like most things, time is, uh, goes by fast and just ran out of time, but we got to, you know, got to have a lot of good times together and we got to go see one of the movies we're going to go talk about this today. So that was fun to go to the movies with the family that I normally don't get to go to the movies with, so and that's about it i mean nothing too excited i got caught up on a lot of tv well a lot of streaming which we'll also talk about <laughs> how about you my friend how, how are things i'm doing pretty good um like you i did get caught up on some streaming mostly tv shows that had their finales and you know second parts finished and good content that i watched like i was pretty satisfied with what i've watched so far curious what the next seasons will 
you know, contain how how they'll go. Um, yeah. I watched yesterday in particular. I watched three movies, starting from twelve, and um, basically two out of the three would be ones I'll be talking about today. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and really, this weekend watched four total movies. <laughs> and um, oh, wow. But yeah, like I went watched one at noon. Left that theater, went to that theater and watched one that we will be talking about later, and then went back to the same theater. <laughs> uh, I spent I spent a couple day, couple times at the Bell Court this weekend, so okay, good thing. And then um, outside of that, it's been good. Um, my daughter was dealing with a foot injury that she missed a day of work, but um, you know. She made it up this past Friday, and she'd been sick also. A lot of mucus that she had to get some medicine to kept, kept kind of break it yeah. up. And she's thinking about still keeping the job during school and try to manage that, try to, you know, see if she can bounce that out. And I said, well, if that's what you want to do and it doesn't affect your, your grades, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, York finished his first of three books that he has to have completed before school starts. And, uh, that's was like pulling teeth the entire vacation. Yeah. And, you know, I want him to have fun and spend time with his family and cousins and everything. But there are times like when it would just be him and I in the morning, that'd be up. I'm like, dude, this would be a great time for you to read when nobody else is awake. Not really a whole lot going on. Yeah. Knock out about, 20 pages or so you know just get to that much closer plus i'll stop harassing you about it <laughs> but nonetheless i told him he had to have it finished by the time we got home and he did good. We about an hour away from home but he got it finished before we got home <laughs> good so um, moving on to book two and he's got to write an essay too about each book so Shoot, yeah much time left <laughs> there ain't much know. time left yeah I told him he's going to need to start book two today for sure. Yeah. Either it said he, you either need to start book two today or you need to start writing your essay on book one. So are they long? Like yeah. are they long books? Um, first one was under 200. The other ones are about 220 and about 250. Not so for, but for, 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 for a sixth grader, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of long, but yeah. Oh, but otherwise, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, you know, I could, I told them I could legit break down how many pages you need to read a day in order to stay on track and have enough time to, because I did that last year when he had to do this too. And he was, he was really pushing it, <laughs> but yeah, it's part of going to, you know, a, part of going to a magnet school though. They give you homework during the summer. Keep that keep that mind going. Yep. So, anyways, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into into uh, TV talk. Go ahead and uh, why don't you tell me what you've been watching? Well, let's see. I did finish Stranger Things season season four. Yep, um, same. That that whole season was pretty dark, <laughs> intense. Um. <laughs> A little emotional, but wasn't expecting that, you know, especially by characters I'm not too familiar with. But um, yeah, I feel like the season itself was 
it, it was kind of everywhere, but it, at the end, it kind of it kind it worked together, you know. Just, but um, I thought it was a pretty solid season. I was okay with it. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It's okay. It's it is dark. Um, certain storylines I like better than others. I didn't yeah. care for the Joyce and Hopper storyline. Didn't really care. But the whole time in Russia did not. Like, I understand how important it was, but I also didn't care. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't interesting to me. Uh, I was more concerned. I enjoyed stuff with the kids more than, anything, than the adults. Yeah, yeah it was the more. The Joyce, the jo- yeah, the Joyce Hopper storyline this year was like the Nancy Jonathan storyline last year. It just didn't need to be there. I could, yeah. I'd been fine with those characters not even been in the show this this season. Yeah, it just it just didn't do anything for me. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it was very dark this season, and not just the lighting <laughs> was dark. Right. But you know, the tone was even darker. Not as much humor as there has been, you know, at times. Sprinkled in every now and then. But... Every now and then, but not not yeah. enough to, to kind of lighten the levity. You know, to what yeah. the Episodes breathe a little. And then the music. I did enjoy that. Like, that's the main song I'd never heard. And so I'm like... Oh, yeah. So, um... (laughs) But yeah, like... I don't know. I'm curious what the next season... I feel like one of these kids is going to have a villain arc. (laughs) Just just about how they're treating the... Just how they're treating them. (laughs) Right. Just, yeah. And the connection to the main baddie, I feel like it's gonna come to a head at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And outside of that, finished the boys season three. I finished the boys season two. <laughs> I and I, I said I'd finished the second episode of the second season. I was completely wrong. I had only started <laughs> the second episode. Okay. So I, I pushed through and I got through the second season. Okay. Which was okay. It was, it was fine. I think this one, I think you'll probably, like, as far as, like, Stranger Things season four, you'll, yeah. you'll see this is more intense. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. more. They push, they push, they push it here quite a bit. Yeah. Um, well, it was pretty consistent compared to where they left off with that season and then through here. Um, episode six, I was concerned because it felt like a finale, even though they still had two, you know, a couple more episodes to go. Yeah. But they finished out pretty strong. Uh, something okay. that I probably should have expected but didn't see coming. Um, but yeah, I, even though I did like Stranger Things, I think The Boys season three was probably the better between those two as far as. Just consistent consistency. Okay. Yeah. Um, finished up the man who fell to earth. I still okay. want to finish that. I want to. I want to go back to watch that again, just to be able to just go through each each episode. Um. Then I watched Joe Pickett season one. They had their finale last night. Okay. Makes me want to go and read that book. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get put in there. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much. Well, then I watched the animated, um, The Boys Diabolical. I oh, yeah. I, I finished that last night, too, which is pretty much like shorts. You can probably burn through that in a day. <laughs> They're like gotcha. 
13, 15 minute episodes, give or take. And um, and then I've caught up on Miss Marvel. So I think we are like what one episode away from the finale. But the yep. finale's this one coming up. Yep. Yep. So I'm still liking it. Um, I don't know. It's it's like it's getting better, yeah. but it's like hey, we got one more one more to go. But I'm thinking maybe we can have a few more episodes. Right. Yeah. I uh, I also uh, we actually got caught up last night because uh, we had two episodes to watch for us to get caught up. So we did that. I I too am really enjoying it. I'm still liking where it's going as far as like the origin story and and everything. Yeah. I feel like it's losing it lost its whimsy after like the second episode though. Like its cleverness and its uh inventiveness uh yeah. to be different. It's nuance. Uh you know, to use a better term. But I still think it's enjoyable. I still think it's very interesting and with Kamala finding out more about her family and finding out more about how she you know, where her powers came from. And all that, but I just because in episode five they travel to uh, they travel to Pakistan to visit her, essentially her grandmother, and to uh, find out more about to find out more about her. Well, not a bracelet. Well, I forgot what they call it. Not a bangle. Thank you. The bracelet. <laughs> the bangle bracelet. The thick ring. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's interest. That was interesting, and I, I like how they show. You know, I feel like people that aren't familiar with uh, Pakistani culture, mm-hmm. this show is great at educating and getting people. You know, making it. I would say more known, but. It basically introducing it to a lot of people that are unsure what it is and uh, how amazing it is. So I think this show does a really good job at that. Um, I still love uh, the young girl that plays, uh, Kam- you know, Kamala. Yeah. I think she's great as as uh, you know in her role in that the mother too. Yes. I still swear I've seen her and stuff, but I've looked up her credits and there's absolutely not one thing I've seen her in. Oh. But um but she just had I guess she just, she just has a face. energy. Yeah. I just like I feel like I just know you from something. Maybe it's just somebody I know or have seen. Just got that good motherly energy, <laughs> I guess. Yes. Protective motherly energy at the, Yes. Overprotective. Uh, over. Then we find out some things about her, and like yeah. you kind of understand how she, why she is, how she is, and which was needed because I was like, I don't know, I don't, yeah. you know, just gotta stick with it, and so hopefully it'll end, kind of tie things up because I just feel like most of these MCU shows are just kind of introducing the characters, so when they show up in movies, you're like, oh, I remember her, yeah, I know a little bit about her, and then that's just to give you a kind of a foundation of them i think that's what it is really yeah that's kind of figured too but uh, still want a little more <laughs> yeah still want more but yeah. it's still but that's that's a good sign of a good show though too uh when instead of just being like yeah i think that was good i'm i'm happy i'm i'm good with that yeah. they're going no i'd actually like to see more and like for them to do more because 
this is a good character. Uh, I started watching, well, I watched all of, actually, while I was on vacation. In the mornings, I would get up for most people. Because I just did not sleep well. <laughs> just is what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> and I watched uh, the new Chris Pratt show on Prime, The Terminal List. I'm about halfway uh, through. I watched the first four episodes. I'm going to try to finish it up this week. It's not a fast watch uh, no say that no um i was halfway through the third episode and i was like it's still going i thought it was like in episode four i'm like no this is just halfway through the third episode but it's you know it's it's building yeah learning. yeah at least as far as where i'm at yep so uh Basically, Chris Pratt plays a former Navy SEAL officer who investigates why his entire platoon was ambushed during a high-stakes covert mission. Stars Chris Pratt as James Reese, which is funny because I teacher person, uh, admin person, that his name was James Reese, too. So that's kind of funny. Um, Constance Wu as Katie Berenik. Taylor Kitsch as Ben Edwards, Riley Keough as Lauren Reese, uh, and then Janine Triplehorn as Secretary Hartley, J.D. Pardo as Tony Lujuan, LaMonica Garrett as Commander Bill Cox, and uh, Christina Vidal as Mac Wilson. So basically, they go on this covert mission, and they get ambushed, and basically only him and one other person survive. <clears throat> when they return, Chris Pratt finds out more and more that they were set up, and that a lot of like the audio logs from the mission had been altered. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been concussed due to a explosion. So they think they're trying to say that he has like amnesia and CT scan confirms that he has a tumor in his brain throughout the show. You learn to, you come to find out that all of the soldiers in his platoon also had this strange tumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Chris Pratt basically trying to find out more as to why this is a, why his platoon got ambushed and why they didn't have how the you know how uh, the other people were able to find out where they were you know that they were coming. Yeah. In doing so, hit well. In doing so, some other people end up dying he makes this list of as basically as he finds out more information of people he's essentially gonna seek revenge on he basically goes full punisher is essentially what he does he just turns into frank castle and starts killing people similar so that's more or less i mean what happens more or less that's what happens and it does, and basically, he doesn't care who you are, like as far as your rank or notoriety, he don't care. 
He just wants answers. Once he gets them, bye-bye. Which, to me, does... I don't know. I was having a hard time when I watched the series trying to like his character. Yeah. Like, I, I get why he's... I get why he's doing it, but I also understand that, like, you... Literally, with all of your skills, you could have exposed everything and just done a less lethal version of this. But, I mean, grief. I get grief is tough, but, you know, I don't know. There are just times I I felt his moral compass was pointing in the wrong direction. Or non-existent. Or non-existent. Yeah. And it's just... I don't know. It made it a little bit harder, and it just in, but the show's not bad. It just it it's not fast paced. Like it, it definitely feels like you're, like an episode is very long. Yes. And they're not, and they're not long episodes. I mean, they're your normal, forty yeah. to fifty minute episodes, but they feel every bit of two yeah. hours, even though it's yes. only it's less than an hour. Yeah. So there is that. So know that going in. I mean, I think we could both say it's no Jack Reacher. <laughs> no, like, I, like Jack I'll Reacher. Watch... Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, like Jack Reacher is, as, uh, I mean, vi- you know, as violent as he is, there's still a lot of humor in that show. Yeah, and he's he's still very likable, and you know, as are the supporting characters too. Like you like the supporting characters as well, right. and that. That's what, you know, signs of a good show and there's good pacing. Doesn't really kind of trudge along. And this one's just not existent. I don't know. I mean, like, I was, even, okay. I was just okay with it. Like, through the first four I've seen, I'm like, I'm starting to see the characters that are close to him starting to get tired of his stuff. <laughs> like, they're looking at him like, you really want to do this, man? <laughs> like, we don't, but, but they're just like, okay, we're going to help you. We don't like it, you know. It's almost like they should be pulled to the side. I'm like, look, we don't have to do it this way, and really, don't do it this way. We got other ways we can go about it. Like you said, with his skills, he could have handled this in a less violent way. And you know, I'm only halfway through, and I can see that. <laughs> and um, but yeah, like I watched the first four in one night, and it felt like ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Felt every bit of that, but. I was still liking it because I was kind of questioning, like, okay, is what we're seeing in his mind, the accusations coming his way, could he have been the one or, you know, but as it starts to unfold, you know that there's more to it than what you first learned. Yep. Yeah. It is based, it is based on a book. The book is was written by a former Navy SEAL, so I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of stuff as far as like the Navy SEAL training, yeah, I'm sure is, you know, is pretty accurate. Yeah, I'm sure he's pulling from that. Yeah, <laughs> man, uh, and then I started a third. I also started third season of the Umbrella Academy, and it's basically just picking up where it where it left off too. Yeah, and it's still you know it's still good. It's it's another one that I I enjoy watching, but it 
it it it is one that kind of takes me a while to get through as well. Like I can't, I don't fly through those episodes. I just like you know one here, one there. Yeah. All right, I'll get through it. I mean, and it's just is what it is. I mean, but the characters are still funny and and the story is interesting because now they've got the Sparrow Academy because after the explosion saving the world in 1963 basically the guy that that they call you know dad that basically took these kids in and raised them after that explosion in 63 he basically decided to get a whole different set of kids mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when they return into the present time they don't have an umbrella academy that's a sparrow academy different kids different abilities and there's, you know, so there's all these basically fights between members of the teams because, you know, egos and all that. Right. So, anyways, it's, in, I mean, it's, I'm only on the third episode, I think, starting the third episode of season three. But it's, it's interesting so far. So, and I'll keep watching it. Yeah, it's about. I think that's all I got. TV was. Yeah, that that's on my watch list. I hadn't kind of started the first season, but I hadn't made it through the first episode yet. <clears throat> but I may at some point. I forgot to mention. So I forgot to bring this up uh, last time we talked because it had just started. Season three on Apple TV Plus of For All Mankind started. And it is continuing to be an amazing show. There is just cliffhangers after cliffhangers Mm -hmm. on the show. And this season focuses on uh, basically the race to Mars between the U.S., Russians, and a private space organization called Helio. So... Very interesting. And yeah. So I if you haven't watched the show yet, I still highly recommend it. It's like an alternative history sci-fi. Basically the Russians beat us to the moon, and then it's just us trying to play catch up. Like for us to be the first ones to build a base on moon on the moon. To start for us to be the ones to first drill for this new, you know, uh energy source on the moon but yet there's still problems between u.s and russians and all this stuff and various different things that can happen on a shuttle much less a moon base in space so uh that's most of season two is that one but it's it's pretty awesome and then uh then yeah they like shooting lasers in space that was interesting last season yeah uh how that works and then um yeah then this season is going to mars and like every season takes place during during a different time period so the first season was obviously in the 60s you know late 60s early 70s and uh season two is kind of the early 80s and then this one is early to mid 90s so very interesting i dig it so definitely check it out. It's a lot. It's 
great acting, great story telling the whole thing. So definitely check it out. I almost forgot to talk about that one. I just watched the latest episode. I'm like, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I got to remember to talk about it. All right, let's get on to our feature presentation. <clears throat> we watched Thor, Love and Thunder. Came out July 8th, rated PG-13, with a runtime of one hour, 58 minutes. For Thor. <laughs> the shorter. One of the shortest, yeah, one of the shortest Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore, the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. <clears throat> Co-written and directed by Taika Waititi, stars Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, Christian Bale as Gore, the God Butcher, Tessa Thompson as King Valkyrie, Taika Watiti as the voice of Korg, Russell Crowe as Zeus, Jamie Alexander as Lady Sif, Chris, and then you have the Guardians cast. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think? <laughs> I've watched it twice. The first day I went before work and I watched the standard version. Then Saturday I watched 40X. So oh, okay. first time I did a flip, watched it standard, then went with the premium. And I felt the same way about it. I still have my, my little nitpicks, but overall I liked it. I thought it was funny. Maybe not all the jokes landed, but um, it did stick to what Ragnarok had as far as the humor. Um, it... It did feel like there were some some things missing. Yes, yeah, some disconnect. To, yeah, just to keep, I guess, to keep the pacing <clears throat> going. Um, but um, overall, I did I did like it? It did feel like Thor was a little lacking in the intelligence in some moments. <laughs> which kinda, yeah. Yes. It did kind of bother me. Like you know, the first time I watched, I didn't think about it, and then I watched it again. Like, yeah, he's he's not too bright here. <laughs> Just because I'm catching some of the little things he said that you know, not everybody, at least the characters, didn't hear. I'm like, okay. Like the part where they, they were going after Gore and they left. Like, well, he must have, they must have got scared and fleed. I'm like, yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> <It's> obvious. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yep. But other than that, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I do wish maybe it was a little longer because, you know, like in the trailer, we see that. Jane Foster now is able to wield Mjolnir. And we did see kind of how that happens, but it would have been cool to have maybe like a little sequence where she learns it, you know, training. Yep. Even, even just yep. a little montage, just a montage just to show it. And, um, but literally when we see in the trailer is literally the first time Thor sees her and <laughs> she's doing all these things. I'm like, how, how does she know how to do this? <laughs> Unless it's just part of the hammer's ability that gives them, yeah, I just have the knowledge, like the Matrix. They just automatically have it uploaded to their 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 memory bank, and like becomes, I guess, muscle memory <laughs> automatic. I don't know. Um, there was a sequence 
toward the end when they go to the shadow realm mm-hmm. that's my favorite i wish that sequence was longer yeah yeah, yeah. and um but you know i haven't watched it twice i still like it overall but i still kind of hear some things that I, I feel like i feel like i shouldn't be saying hey if we had this it would be better <laughs> I, you know right yeah but i did like i did it kind of enjoy it better more than dr strange not to say okay. dr strange was bad but right it was, just, it was just i don't know just something about it just stuck out more even with my lit- okay. nitpicks. <laughs> okay um i liked it too it i still think rock is a better movie uh, yeah, I think I the story itself is just better. Yeah, I don't know because there's so much that Thor's having to go through. Through that, you know, I mean they're they're both movies about him trying to find himself, which is funny because Thor's just talking about how in this movie, you know, he's trying to find who he really is. I'm like, well, but that's been you for like most of the series most of your movies like you haven't figured it out by now man yeah but i mean i get it because you know like uh like cord kind of gives a rundown you know of the history of thor and (laughs) in a very michael pena kind of (laughs) way i did like uh where where you know he talks about losing his dad and then losing his mom and you know, he had a girl, and now she's now he doesn't. And then he loses his brother, and he loses his brother again, and then the third time. And so, uh, I do think. I mean, I get it when you've had that much loss; it's hard to, and you've lost your planet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's hard to find your identity, but also at the same time, it kind of also helps show you who you who you are through that loss. So I don't know. I And yeah, he seemed kind of ditzy in this movie. Yeah. And I don't know if this just cuz they were trying to amp up the humor more cuz I I've you know I've read you know Taika's like listen, this is just a this is just a summer this is just a sit down shut your brain off kind of movie and laugh like okay i get that but (laughs) it's also still a marvel movie in which you have established characters with with history and you still have to build upon that and not essentially try and take away from from it yeah like unless they're doing it to show that maybe thor's not all there from everything he's gone through. Yeah. Maybe it's like a little PTSD deal. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. But I will say at least the villain here had a decent story origin. It wasn't just yeah. like he's bad because he's evil. <laughs> he actually right. had a legit reason for how he's feeling. And, right. And, um, you know, I mean, he has real motivation. But then I was thinking by the end, I wonder what his... His end goal, where he was trying to get, and the decision he made as far as, um, I guess, we'll just say his wish, was that going to be his mm-hmm. wish the whole time? Or did he really right. 
come up with that change. So I'm like, have a, I felt, I have an feel like that was, yeah, I kind of feel like that was his wish the whole time. It's just nobody would just like tell us what's going on. Like if they just sat down and talked, maybe. I don't know. I, he probably right. wouldn't be able to solve things that simple, but I'm like, maybe they just talked it out and figured out why he's doing this. And because, you know, he, he did show some moments where he was still bothered by what happened at the beginning. Yeah. But he still has to complete his mission because he's got to, he knows what he wants to do, but he has to do this to get there. Yeah. Well, so basically what happens is Gore had been on his planet, it's all desert. There is, you know, water's all dried up. He's been praying to his God uh, that they believe in on their planet that they pray to. And the God doesn't answer his prayers. His daughter passes away. He has to. He's still trying to. I thought it was a mirage at first. I did too. And then he goes into this area that's you know basically like a jungle you know oasis there we go an oasis and he ends up uh meeting his god his actual god and that he'd been praying to and basically the god's like well i don't care more or less he's like good that's what you're supposed to be you're supposed to be a servant that prays to me you know i don't have to help you (laughs) <laughs> you have to, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. This is your purpose. and yes, and they had just killed this person with his is it necromancer sword, something like that. Death, it's essentially a death sword. Yeah, yeah. So the sword kind of calls to Gore, and then by taking upon the, you know, by wielding the sword, it more or less puts him. Uh, you could say a trance or whatever. I don't know. It it definitely it influences him. I guess is a good way to put it. Is that a good way? No. I mean, it, it is because I, I was still kind of. It's almost like a curse. It's like almost was, like a curse. I was wondering if he's doing it because he, like, is, are his actions motivated by having the sword, or is it he has his own motivations? But because he has the sword, he has the confidence to go through with it because he knows. Right. He, yeah, he knows what the sword's meant to do. So I don't know if it's actually him being corrupted by the sword, because then it'll be like Wanda being corrupted by the Darkhold. And instead of, I guess if it is the sword, it would just take away from his actual motivation. Which is yeah. But yeah, I. Uh... But at least, you know, he has that kind of motivation to go on and try and complete that and kill, keep killing the gods, which is his primary one. And then he f- finds out that uh, if he can get the key to a, to infinity, then he can make his one wish come true. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, he has to, he has to kill Thor and, you know, and and company in order to try and achieve that. So, so Thor stands in the way. I don't like his outfit in this movie. Thor. I've never said, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I've ever said that about any of the superhero uh, outfits in the whole Marvel franchise. I don't think I've been like, ooh, that's tacky. But this one, I'm like, yeah, I'm not a fan. 
I mean, I like the first one when he first yeah. transformed, but then, yep. you know, he meets Jane. He's like, oh, you've mm-hmm. got my outfit, so let me change mine. <laughs> yeah. So, also, I need to know, since when did Stormbreaker have the power to do Bifrost? Well, they did say it in um, Infinity War. They said Stormbreaker would have the power to to access the Bifrost. Okay. Yeah, I remember I guess that. that's true, because that's... <laughs> I guess that's true because that's how he got to. Uh, that's how he got on the uh, battlefields. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember that being mentioned. So I was like, so yeah. That's the only thing Mjolnir couldn't do. <laughs> right. Yeah. The one. Th- I mean, and this movie does have a lot of humor. Uh, I do like the girl power between Val- King Valkyrie and and Jane Foster, aka the Mighty Thor, yes. and. I do like that uh, a lot. I do like what they did with Jane Foster's character. Yes. And made it more, put some meat behind it instead of just make it a, <laughs> yeah, more or less. They gave it, instead of it just being like this two-dimensional character that nobody cares about. She stores love interest and that's it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And um, they kind of make you care about their relationship, yep. giving their backstory, knowing yep. what happened, why Thor went through his little downward spiral an end game and um he's just hung up on this relationship yeah <laughs> which you know happens yes it does yes and um, i do also i do also like the <laughs> basically mjolnir and stormbreaker like the triangle. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah yeah like a love triangle between between yeah between those two and that's just funny i did a good job with that that was that was very clever it was weird because when he first sees, well, it doesn't see Mjolnir. He hears, he hears him like, "Yeah, wait a minute, <laughs> I recognize that sound." Yeah. yeah, and then he thinks he's gonna grab it, then it goes to Jane, which leads to the shot we saw in the trailer. Yeah. And but yeah, he tries calling it. Then Stormbreaker comes around the corner. It's like, "Call me, sir." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, yep. hey, you. <laughs> there you are. Just calling you." <laughs> I did like that. I mean, that was that was that yeah. was fun. That was, that was fun. Yeah. So I have a. This is my. This is the question that kept bothering me during the movie. Mm-hmm. So, Mjolnir was crushed by Hela, right? Mm-hmm. I forgot how. Then, I I guess it's just been a while since I watched uh, Endgame. So how did Hims or how did uh, Captain America wind up with Mjolnir? To defeat Thanos? Oh, um, when Thor and, and uh, Rocket went back in time. That's Thor, right. Thor got the yeah. hammer from that time. They, yeah, they okay, that's back. right. Okay, yeah. that's right. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's where I'm like, hold on. If this one's in pieces, <laughs> I know the one Cap was using to beat Thanos' butt wasn't that one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Makes more sense. Yep. Yeah. And then, but I did like the new features now that it's broken but together. It's got yeah, new, yeah. new abilities. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I thought maybe it would have to throw a comment on that. It's like, you never did that yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's literally a breakup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Then I like Korg in this as well. It's like, it's kind of yeah. weird seeing your ex and your ex weapon together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But, I mean, like I, I liked it more than the thing. The things that I didn't like didn't ruin my 
overall experience. Experience, yeah, yeah, same. So that's that's all it's I look just, for. Yeah, but I can. Nip- I guess the best. <laughs> yeah, I guess the best way to put this is that this is definitely a different movie. Yeah, I mean it's even different from Ragnarok. I mean it still has the humor and and everything, but it's 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 a different movie. So, um, but it's 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 it's. it's feels more like a standalone thor adventure it's not anything yes. to do with multiverse anything it's just nope. thor yeah. jane what they're dealing with king valkyrie it's just a self-contained movie that may or may not connect later but it's, it's exactly its own thing. yeah so I, yeah. I like that yep i did like that uh, and as you were so polite to let me know there was a mid-credit scene and a post-credit scene yes. to which the mid credit scene I thought was more gratifying than the end credit one. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Or whichever way. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. I think you I think you understand which one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um but yeah. It uh definitely check it out. I mean, don't not go see it. And I was reading, it said that uh, the the girl that played Gore's daughter is actually Chris Hemsworth's daughter in real life. I was like, that's oh. cool. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That, there we go. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dumb dad jokes. <laughs> um, all right. I guess technically we have a double feature. Yeah. So that, I guess we move on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. I had to, since oh. I had such a long movie day, I had to find a movie to watch in between. So that, that became the movie. I had to fi- find okay. something that would time up right. So when yeah. I left this, I can go to the other. So I'm like, it worked out. Boom, boom. Yeah. Yep. And that movie is Minions, The Rise of Gru. Rated PG, with the runtime of one hour, 27 minutes long. Came out July 1st. The untold story of one 12-year-old's dream to become the world's greatest supervillain. With the voice talents of Steve Carell as Gru, Pierre Coffin as the voice of the Minions, Alan Arkin as Wild Knuckles, Taraji P. Henson as Bell Bottom, Michelle Yeoh as Master Chow, Julie Andrews as Gru's mom, Russell Brand as Nefario, Jean-Claude Van Damme as Jean-Claude, which I didn't recognize. Didn't uh, Dolph Lundgren, who I also didn't recognize, as fin- as Savengeance. <laughs> Danny Trejo as the voice of Stronghold. Lucy Lawless as Nunchuck. Jimmy O. Yang as the voice of Henchman number one, and Kevin Michael Richardson as the voice of Henchman number two. John DiMaggio as Henchman number three, and the RZA as Biker. I didn't pick that up either. Me, how would you? And uh, Will Arnett as the voice of Mr. Perkins, Stephen Coogan as Silas Ramsbottom. Bottom. Reprising his role, actually. Yeah. So yeah, it's a huge cast. So the 
So the movie basically starts out with Gru having this dream of joining, um, or I forgot the name of the villain group, something seven, so not like um, the vicious seven or. I'm terrible. Shame on me. Shame on me. I swear I knew uh, it before you said the, so you asked right? the question. Right? Because they kept saying it over and over and over again. You think I would know by now. But, Vicious Six. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it was seven. Now it's six. Yeah. <laughs> so they... Uh, so they... They, uh, they have an opening. And so Gru basically put in for it. And they... He ended up... Was granted an interview... Until they realized he's a kid. Yeah. And basically told him to get out. You know, let us know when you've actually done something more evil. They they have this, like, amulet that's uh, on the this, like, necklace thing. Do, do what? The thing. The thing. The the thing. Yes, the thing. <laughs> the thing of the movie. That everybody's after. And they, uh, he ends up stealing it because they got distracted. So now it's a race to try and get to get that back. And of course, in doing so, they're on the chase and Otto, the one with braces, gets it and then on the, and was told to hurry home and then he ends up getting stopped at a birthday party because some kid got a pet rock and he fell along with the pet rock and ends up trading it. So... Back in the days, you could just trade rocks for things. <laughs> right. Back in the 70s. And this movie does yeah. take place in the 70s. Yep. As well, by the way. Um, so he's... He... Uh, so now they're all trying to get the amulet back that has this big power that uh, on the Chinese... At midnight of the Chinese New Year, it'll basically transform whoever holds it and give them, you know, ridiculous amount of power. So that's why the bad guys are after it. And Gru's just doing it just so, just to more or less impress them so he can become a part of the team. <laughs> and then the team does not like it. They get invested it's, by an 11-year-old. <laughs> they don't like that. No. Mm-mm. And so... And, there's a lot of shenanigans that go on because it's the minions. Yeah. Three of them, uh, Kevin, Bob, and Stuart, end up having to. They get their butt whooped because Gru gets kidnapped. Uh, so they get their butt whooped by the henchmen, and then get special training from. Uh, Get Kung Fu training from Master Chow, played by Michelle Yeoh. I'm like, oh my god. This is just another universe from the everything, everywhere, all at once universe. Because there's a pet rock with the googly eyes. See? Connections. <laughs> I said, oh my, I made my wand. So, this is a movie that uh, me, Ruth, Grayson, my mom, and then my two, uh, my two nieces went went to go see york went with uh my brother and his and his wife to go see top gun maverick because they hadn't seen it yet and he would rather go see that than 
go see Minions, which wouldn't blame him. I mean, I'd go see Top Gun a third time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I <laughs> said, I should count. And they, you know, I could hear my mom laughing four seats over, three seats over. And she could hear me laughing. And I felt like we were the only ones laughing. But there were actually some, there were a lot of great funny parts in it, yeah. in this movie. And, you know, the kids were, kids really liked it. I guess they just weren't laugh out loud funny like we were. And as much. So I ended up showing my mom the trailer for everything, everywhere, all at once. I said, I have a feeling you may not like this movie, but if you decide to watch it, it's on my Apple TV. So you can just pull it up and watch it if you want to try. Yeah. I said, but you get, I said, but I want to show you how a couple of the things from this movie kind of connect to the Minions movie. I said, it's just another universe, apparently. Right. Apparently, she's just Master Chow on this one. But which also knows Kung Fu. So. Yes. But yeah, it, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. You know, it's, I mean, it's a Minions movie. It's, you know what you're getting, but they, I think they actually had a decent story. Yeah. And, you know, it was chock full of ridiculousness because that's what a Minions movie is. True. It's true. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I enjoyed it. Like, so that day, that was my second movie, and I'd already, like, had something to drink. Uh, I got food and drink when I went there as well, and, of course, it was it was a Sprite, and started running through me. So Uh-oh. even though this was a Minions movie, I didn't want to, like, get up and miss anything. So I, I struggled for that last 10 minutes. I was like, man. <laughs> come on. So I'm like, because I was th- I thought about going like toward the middle, but I'm like, I don't want to miss yeah. anything. And then the moment where it started hitting, I'm like, I really can't get up because I'm gonna miss yeah. the finale. And um, but like almost like even though there's nothing at the end, there was like something quick before the credits, and I was walking out like, oh, I still can't leave. <laughs> and so by this time I stood up, so I'm getting all that pressure. I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I did enjoy it. I laughed more than I thought I would. And I know that I know this is a movie that my daughter probably wouldn't want to see. So I've been right. wanting to see. I've been wanting to watch it just because I like the Despicable Me movies and the Minions movies. Mm-hmm. It's just simple humor for kids, but adults can get something from it too. Yeah. And, uh, and I just you know voice acting was great, animation was great. Um, the Minions just do what the Minions do. Yeah, there's a lot and, of uh, Minion butts in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> this this franchise is going off the rails. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but like it's 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 just it's just a solid part of that. Uh, I don't know how many movies it is now, but that set of movies, it fits right yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> well, with uh, Despicable Me, this will be the fifth in the uh, franchise. But, you know, I loved it. I mean, I thought it was hilarious. And I, I guess I didn't love it. I thought it was a lot funnier than I was expecting as well. Um, my mom really liked it. My uh, Grayson gave it four thumbs up. So I don't know what kind of scale she was judging on, but... Count her toe. I guess when you, only have, when you only have two, she borrowed mine as well. 
And then my nieces. Uh, yep. My nieces, which are 13. God, I keep forgetting Avery's a teenager. And uh, I think Lily's 10. They both really enjoyed it also. And I wasn't sure if Avery would like it, but I guess she but she said she really enjoyed it. She thought it was funny. I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. And I also, one last thing, though. I also liked how it, if you've seen the others, they put little Easter eggs in it from uh, the previous Despicable Me movies. Like Wild Knuckles' house kind of looks the same as Gru's house. Wild Knuckles, Wild Knuckles is, that's not easy to say. Uh, his, his uh, like alligator couch is the exact same one Gru has at his house. Mm. All spiky alligator couches. He had two yeah. of them. And Gru has those. And there's a couple of other things that Gru ends up modeling his, I guess, his uh, interior design after a lot of the things that was that were in Wild Knuckles' house. Yeah. And then vehicles and then, of course, different characters that you see here that you'll see later on in Despicable Me movies as well pop up. So I thought that was pretty cool how they did that. Yeah. So. All right. That's all I'm going to say about that. You are next. So, my first movie I watched yesterday, I went to watch, I went to see Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Um, so, it came out <clears throat> Friday, but it's only playing at the Bell Court right now. But I think starting this Friday, it's going to have a wider release. So, I'm not sure if it's going to be in yes. any of the movies. Theaters, I'm not sure, but hopefully supposed to. Yeah, um, hopefully it's supposed to. Yeah. So this this film also is a 90 minute movie, and per ID, IMD, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> per the internet, <laughs> the synopsis is it's a feature adaptation of the animated short film interviewing a mollusk named Marcel. Um, so before watching this, um, I learned it was shorts that was on YouTube about 10 years ago. So I watched a couple mm. of them just to kind of have an idea what I'd be watching. And it's pretty much what this movie is, just more feature length, has a story. And <clears throat> so Marcel, with his grandmother Connie, they live in this Airbnb. And there was a couple that lived there before that argued a lot. And anytime they argued, they always went to the bottom of one of the dressers just to hide out, just, you know, because they didn't like what they heard. And one day the couple breaks up. The, I think the gentleman's name is Mark. He moves out, takes all the stuff out of the bottom, which takes some of the other shells that were in that bottom with him. So now all we have left is Connie and Marcel, and they're trying to basically just live. They have to create different little techniques to to survive. They use a mixer to and a string to shake fruit off a tree. I still don't know how they got it in the house. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're literally inch tall shells. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but they, they figure out how to do it. They use honey to walk the walls to get to higher levels. Um, gets around in a, t- in a tennis ball that has absolutely no no viewing. So he doesn't know. He can't see where he's going. But because he knows the house so well, he's able to get around. Um, but there's a new tenant in this Airbnb named Dean. And he decided to make a documentary talking to this mollusk named Marcel. 
the shoes on. And I mean, I think it's basically just showing how they got the idea for doing this to begin with, because um, basically Marcel's story, he's trying to find the rest of his family. And so uh, Dean gets the idea like, well, got the Internet. Let's do some live videos and you can make videos to get people aware of what's going on and maybe they can help you find them. And um, of course, it doesn't go like they plan. Like people are mostly just using it to get notoriety on YouTube, like taking pictures at the house, selfie moments and all that. But um, along with this, Marcel and his grandma, they love watching 60 Minutes. So because of the videos on YouTube, they get reach, they, they get one of the representatives from the show reaching out to them for an interview and saying, if you do this interview, that it can also help you find the rest of your family. And that's basically what the story is. It's like a simple, it's cute, mm-hmm. a lot of humor. Just Marcel's got some real snappy one-liners. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Um, I I liked it. I enjoyed. it. I think you know anybody who watches is gonna like it. Kids will like it. You know, you know, cute little little mollusk. <laughs> um, I liked it overall. I enjoyed. It. I thought it was a cute movie. Runtime, sweet spot. Um, mm-hmm. for what you get, you know, it's well acted. Just basically taking yeah. shorts from YouTube and making a feature. Uh, nothing nothing weird you know it's a 24 movie but there's nothing weird in this this is actual straight up normal type of movie outside of uh when it's talking shell with shoes on and one eye <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but overall I, I did enjoy it good i can't wait i i've definitely been wanting to see this for sure um, so I can't wait for its wide release, so I can finally go see it. For me, the bell courts, yeah. For me, the bell courts are always so hard for me to try and get to, just yeah. because there's just the times are just so hard for me to for me to work around with yeah. kids and everything. Because I was originally going to watch this after work Friday because they had a, an eleven ten. I'm like, perfect, I can go. Then when Friday came, they had, they guess they pulled it. And they had a 1025. I'm like, there's no way. Because <laughs> you know how, yeah. how things go as far as right. work. And I was just like, like I got off right at 1025. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like walk. like the, I don't know. Bell Court's just one of those places yeah. where I walk in while the movie's going. I'd rather try yeah. to get there a few minutes before. Yep. So um, I said, I'll just wait. <laughs> gotcha. It was worth the wait. Okay. There you go. Uh, also, while I was on vacation, uh, I watched on Netflix The Man from Toronto with uh, that came out June 24th, rated PG-13, an hour and 50 minutes long, starring Kevin Hart as Teddy, Woody Harrelson as The Man from Toronto, Jasmine Matthews as Lori, Kaylee Kuoko as Anne, uh, Pearson Fode as the man from Miami, Ellen Barkin as the handler, and others. <laughs> uh, directed by Patrick Hughes, who has also directed The Hitman's Bodyguard, Expendables 3, uh, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard as well, and I believe that's it. Yeah. So he's directed those two 
So you kind of have an idea what kind of movie this is going to be. It's not a buddy cop movie, but it's the world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw up are mistaken for each other at an Airbnb rental. So Kevin Hart's been trying to get tried all these different sales gimmicks like a boxing video in which you just shadow box you don't actually box and spar against someone you just box with yourself (laughs) that didn't take off he tried a different like weight loss things different workout you know regimens and they're very homemade you know recordings that he makes and then up tries to upload onto youtube and with like one comment and like five views or something like that not successful whatsoever and so uh, him and his wife go, you know, go on a trip to go on a trip. And when he gets there to the rental, he gets mistaken for Woody Harrelson's character, the man from Toronto, who is this stone cold, you know, hitman. Yeah. And, you know, it's a mistaken identity movie, essentially. When they finally, uh, the feds find out that Kevin Hart is not this guy, but want to enlist his help in order to more or less draw out the real man from Toronto, which works, except for the man, the two of them end up going on like this road trip to try and complete different things. Yeah. And it's very, uh, it's very much a, there's a lot of humor in it. It's very Kevin. It's you know how on red in Red Notice they told Ryan Reynolds to dial it up to like a thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, okay. Uh, this one they told Kevin Hart to ter- turn up to like an eleven, eleven and a half. Yeah. And it for most of the time it's funny. There's a few times where I'm like, all right, this is a bit much. Maybe we can dial it down a little. Yeah. But this movie is still really funny. Woody Harrelson does a good job as playing a straight, you know, the straight man. But this movie's funny. There's a great action sequence. I'm, there are several good action sequences, but my favorite one is the one, the final, I guess you could say, fi- the big final showdown fight at the end. Because I feel like the director really got to utilize a lot of technical uh, aspects as far as showing as far as like the fight scenes and stuff mm-hmm. there's several really really cool uh long one takes that they utilize instead of just quick ones or even just a zoom out yeah of a fight scene but like there's a whole fight going up a staircase and then you get to the top and then someone gets knocked down and you follow it I mean, you're there the entire time, and it's just all one take. It's very seamless. And then they'll cut to something else, which will then go to another really long take. And it's really cool how they do it. So I really enjoyed the final fight scene, probably most of all. Uh, it's a perfect streaming movie, for sure. Yeah. Definitely perfect. for. I probably wouldn't have gone to see this in theater. But this is perfect for streaming, though. If you're looking for something to watch, you know, it's it's... It's shade under two hours, but it's still really well done. 
for the you know for the most part you can find things to not like about it but i still found it enjoyable and yeah no it's it was good i was surprised a little bit but i enjoyed it though it's solid you know streaming action comedy and that's all i got man for this week uh, let's see here going into trailers snoochie boochies everybody clerks three trailer has been released due to come out september 13th 2022 dante elias and jay and silent bob are enlisted by randall to, after a heart attack to make a movie about the convenience store that started it all you could tell that this movie was inspired by when Kevin Kevin Smith had his heart attack and then came back and made, you know, started making more more fun, you know, not that they weren't fun, but getting back at you know, started making movies. Yeah. So instead of Randall working watching movies all the time, Dante basically says, "Why don't you make one?" And so the movie is about him working at the convenience store and all this stuff. Anyways, it looks, I mean, if you're a fan of Kevin Smith movies and or of the Quirks fran- franchise, you'll like this one too. I, I mean, it's very, this movie is obviously for a very specific audience. All right. Looks like it's already got a, wow, it's got a runtime of an hour and 55 minutes. Longer movie too. And already rated R. Big shocker. <laughs> but it's going to have, I mean, just looking at the cast, obviously Kevin Smith. <clears throat> Ben Affleck, Rosario Dawson, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jason Mewes, Jeff Anderson, Justin Wong, Ryan O'Halloran, uh, Fred Armisen, just to name a few that are going to be in this movie. So, uh, I, of course, will be there because I was there for the OSG and Silent Bob movie. <laughs> and then next we have Amsterdam. This is David O. Russell's latest movie. Set in the 1930s, it follows three friends who witness a murder, become suspects themselves, and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history, mostly based on, or some events are actually true. That's how they worded it in the trailer. Uh, Written and directed by David O. Russell, starring Margot Robbie, Christian Bale, Anya Taylor-Joy, Robert De Niro, Zoe Saldana, Timothy Oliphant, uh, Andrea Riceborough, Rami Malek, Michael Shannon, Mike Myers, Taylor Swift, John David Washington, Matthias Schoenartz, see Chris Rock, just to name a few <laughs> of the people in this movie. I think it looks great. Christian Bale looks like a nut, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I saw the trailer before Thor, and I'm like. I'm like, oh my god, he looks like a nut. I love it. I love his hair. It's so just out there. Uh, so, an Apple original film by Skydance Animation. Uh, streaming August 5th. The movie Luck. The curtain is pulled back on the millennia. Old battle between the organizations of good luck and bad luck that secretly affects everyday lives. Directed by Peggy Holmes with the voice talents of Eva Nobilizada, Simon Pegg, Jane Fonda, 
Whoopi Goldberg, Flula Borg, Lil Rel Howery, John Ratzenberger. It looks cute. I watched the trailer. Uh, animation looks good. It looks cute. Be a good kids movie. And then we have Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Amazing trailer. I'm already looking forward to this one. In the aftermath of a huge scandal, Trinity Childs, the first lady of a prominent Southern Baptist megachurch, attempts to help her pastor her husband, Lee Curtis Childs, rebuild their congregation. <clears throat> Starring Regina Hall, Sterling K. Brown. Uh, trying to see if there's anybody else I recognize in this. I don't know, but it looks really good. Comes out September 2nd. Hour and 42 minutes. I could see performances at least possibly getting some noms. Because it looks really good. Next we have, we have a ton. Next we have The Woman King. Which, that trailer looks intense. A historical epic inspired by the true events that happened in the kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. Coming out September 16th, starring Lashana Lynch, Viola Davis, Hero Phineas Tiffin, John Boyega, Sheila Team, Jordan Bulger. Looks good. I mean, it looks like I said, it looks intense for sure. But yep. I mean, I wouldn't want to cross. I wouldn't want to cross Viola Davis anyways. But her wielding the big old machete. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I, That's I a whole yield. lot of no for me. I yield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Hard pass. Uh, let's see here. Next, we have Ticket to Paradise. A divorced couple that teams up and travels to Bali to stop their daughter from making the same mistake they think they made 25 years ago. Starring George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Caitlin Deaver, Billy Lord, uh, Maxime uh, Boutier, Lucas Bravo. Yeah. Uh, Coming out October 21st. So, you know, I'm sure they'll find the errors of their ways. And looks like it's probably going to be a cute little rom-com for the parents <laughs> or grandparents. <laughs> um, I don't know. Next, we have See How They Run. A desperate Hollywood film producer sets out to turn a popular play into a film. When members of the production are murdered, World-weary Inspector Stoppard and rookie Constable Stalker find themselves in the midst of a puzzling whodunit. Written by Mark Chappell and directed by Tom George, starring Sam Rockwell, Saoirse Ronan, Harris Dickinson, Adrian Brody, Ruth Wilson, Shirley Henderson, David Oyelowo, uh, Cian Clifford, Pippa Bennett-Warner, Pearl Chanda, Reese Shearsmith, and Jacob Fortune Lord. I, 
already think I'm going to really like this just because it looks like a night, you know, like a 1930s clue. So, yeah, I already know I'm going to probably like it. It just says it's in post production, so probably September. We'll see. Because a lot of those <clears throat> trailers are coming up for them. Okay, and for this one's going to be a TV movie coming to, I believe it's Paramount Plus. Monster High, the movie. Follows the half human, half werewolf as she finally finds a place where she fits. But when a devious plan to destroy Monster High threatens to reveal her identity, she must learn to embrace her true monster heart and save the day. <clears throat> There's nobody in here that I recognize. <laughs> so um, that'd be good for, you know, your kids and tweens that uh, grew up playing with the dolls or watching the cartoon series. I'm sure Grayson will be wanting to watch and be very excited about it. Um, and then lastly, a TV show that I'm very excited about because it's the it's based on a graphic novel written by Brian K. Vaughn, who also wrote Why the Last Man, called Paper Girls. That's coming to Amazon Prime July 29th. A few hours after 1988 Halloween night, four 12-year-old girls have a face have to face a mission. Trapped in a complicated conflict, they will travel in time to save the world. Dun, dun, dun. So, very excited for this one. Uh, it looks great. If you watch the trailer, you'll 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 get hooked. Patrick, this will be right up your alley. You'll like it. Seeing the poster for it right now, I'm like, yeah, yeah, just the poster. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. It's not red, it's purple. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it looks it looks good. I'm I'm definitely a fan already. So, all right, my friend, that's it. It's a lot of trailers for a lot of movies. Yeah. September yeah. starting to get September is going to make up for August because there ain't much coming out in August. True. <clears throat> That's why we have to enjoy July while we can. Yeah, <clears throat> facts. <laughs> yeah, August is going to be the dry yeah. month. Yep. Probably watching a lot of streaming. <laughs> yep. True story. All right, my friend. I guess that's a wrap for this week. See you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.